Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Sleepy Hollow fans! Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV Sleepy Hollow After Show. We're here talking about the incident at Stone Manor. Dun dun dun. That's right, with gargoyles. Gargoyles from the nineties. Nineties. You know what's funny is my friend Jess. When she was watching this, she texted me and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is just like the TV show Gargoyles." <laughs> it was literally my first thought, but we'll get into that. We'll get it. We'll talk about Abby and Crane in the uh, Netherworld, Hell, whatever it is. Uh, Pandora and her prick of a boyfriend, all of that. Guys, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Thank you so much for joining us. You can tweet at me throughout the week, throughout the show, at that Zach Wilson. Now let me introduce my fantastic panel, Jackie Borowski. Holla. And the less fantastic panel over here, Stephen Lemieux. No, you're all we a panel. It's oh, not, well. You're not on a separate panel, Stephen. <laughs> no, like I am on like a panel. You're a you panel over stuff. Yeah, like a wood panel. All right. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux with terrible jokes. <laughs> and I'm in the live chat with terrible jokes. <laughs> in fact, I'm just everywhere with terrible jokes. Just be. I really liked this episode. I, I did too. I really... This was... I think my, one of my favorite episodes this season, with one giant exception, which I will get into, um, because it, oh, it bugged me so much. But let's um, let's start off. Let's talk about uh, the big the Abby and Crane. Um, so Abby's in. Wh- what is it? What do you think guys think it is? Is it hell? Because it's not purgatory. We've already been yeah, there. Yeah, it's not purgatory, and we've established. I like. I like the. Uh, Reminder to the audience that Abby's like, oh, I've been in purgatory. I've been in the 1700s. I I like that she's reminding the audience that this is not purgatory. And I want to say it's hell, but no one else is there. Or maybe it's just like a circle of hell. You know, it's it's where the hidden one has been. It's where the hidden one was banished to. Yeah. So wherever Pandora realm, huh? Maybe it's just another realm. Yeah, it's another realm. I think where the show kind of it helps the show that they don't have to stick to the whole heaven and hell thing. Heaven is one realm, hell is one realm, purgatory is one. Uh, The hidden one's realm is another realm. Like just imagine every deity has their own kind of realm, and the hidden one was trapped in this one, and that's where Abby is. I mean, it, it makes it so they don't have to like stick with one good place, bad place. Small place, big like you know, you just—it's not a Dr. Seuss book. Everything, everyone has their own kind of thing. I do think, though, on a show that that has already established that it's done time travel, it's okay to assume that there are parallel universes. Well, just it's um, what is it called? Polytheism. Polytheism. Yeah, no, poly- polytheism. <laughs> There's multiple gods. There's deities who could like 
you look at God from the Christian faith, heaven is his realm. You look at yeah. Satan from the Christian faith, hell is his realm. Yeah. But then you look at Greek faiths with Hades, and that's um, Hades has the nine circles of hell, and they have all yeah. these different different. It, Places. It, it's interesting. This it would be interesting to see how they are going to choose to handle like because now they're crossing more religious barriers right. with the, with the hidden one. Like, is he Ra? Is he Hades? Is he both? Right. Because um, that's something that I could I I think would be a really cool thing that he is all of these gods of the underworld. He is he is Satan. He is or but like we already had Moloch who was or like maybe, basically Satan. So and maybe he. He is all these things, and then people have different names for them on Earth, and that's yeah. Why he's and that's I like that idea yeah. that like all it's just different cultures like really reacting to the same thing with slightly different variations on well, what is more or less the same religion. I mean, it could also just be like look, look at look at our presidents, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine all of our presidents were gods. Like you look at. Okay, back in the day, I'll follow you on no, this. But, all okay, right, back right. back in the day, you had George Washington, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's George Washington. He's our president." Whatever. But now, when you look at George Washington, he's some icon of American history. He was the greatest guy ever. But back in the day, it was just, "Oh, it's just our president, George Washington." But then, when there's the next one, then that person is the one. So imagine the hidden one was just the 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 leading dark power of that time who was usurped and sent away by the next leading dark power and then the next leading dark power and Moloch is just the leading dark power of his time That's and very, he got sent away has anyone here read Neil Gaiman's American Gods yes no. that theory is straight out of American is Gods. it really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's well, a cool theory with like a lot of stuff uh, without other aspects to it it's, I love that book uh, it's so good but they're human, gonna make a show yeah they just cast shadow oh, all right we're getting off topic <laughs> but yeah humans <laughs> humans perception of hell is just the leader of the the dark forces of that time I think that's why you have such a different depiction but similar Similarities, because throughout history, imagine if there's different Satans, but throughout history, there's all the overlying theme of a hell. It's just the different types of hells. So, I mean, I think that'd be an interesting way for the the show to be working with. Yeah, um, I, I'd like to see that. Uh, I hope they go in that direction because um, they've they've taken us down some paths that are more like we we were expecting, like this big thing with the hidden one that it just wasn't what we were expecting. I still, um, the problem I have with this episode is the hidden one continues to underwhelm me. Like, all he does, yeah. it's like it, it's like one of the bad guys in Sailor Moon. He just sits there and is, like, angry for forever, and you're like, you have, really have literally no power. You can't do anything, except for <laughs> build your own castle, which... Ichabod could probably do anyway. Yeah, just give him lumber in the <laughs> I morning. Mean, he built by that night. like little like yeah. uh, tele- like a- interdimensional portal thing in like an afternoon. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm not impressed by the hidden one. I'm continually unimpressed. George and I Washington think- could have done it by lunch. <laughs> exactly. I think this. I think this. Uh, this plot line is too underwhelming because we've seen Pandora be all kinds of like all kinds of um, powerful, and now that the hidden one is in there, he's literally doing nothing except telling her how much she sucks. And so, I really don't understand where this plot line is going, and I think at this point, I've, like, mentally abandoned it, and I'm just like, I'm more interested in the Mr. Mills story, the Jenny and Abby's father story line, because that is, is, we know that it's teased as something interesting and something not what it seems, and I'm more invested into that mystery because 
the hidden one seems to be completely ineffectual. Well, because the hidden one isn't, he isn't threatening. No. He, he isn't, re- like, yeah, he's, like, out to get our guys, but, right. like... We know what show we're watching, and just like when we quote unquote killed Abby, we knew she was going to come back. So, like, I'm glad they didn't string us along for two, for more than yeah. an episode on that. But you know, you it's know, a, it's the same. It's the same thing as like we know he's not going to kill him. So you got to make his threat something more tangible than I'm going to kill the witnesses. Right. What, what I think would make the hidden ones personality and at least just in this show make him super interesting and make him make us at least fear him in some way i think if he knew exactly what jenny and and joe and all them are doing i think if he knew exactly what they were doing and then going to everyone they've interacted with from that episode and just killing them at the end of the episode or what if he was like a spy? I would love to see the hidden one as a spy. Mm-hmm. Like she, you know how she, uh, Pandora was wearing all these different outfits and would show up in different places. But I want to see the hidden one do that. And because he doesn't seem to be fully adapted to this world, like kind of fail at it grandly, and then Pandora has to like step in and help him because he can't function as a person. I yeah, just I, I, he's so much like Emotep from the Mummy, but even in the Mummy, Emotep took people into a room, locked them in a room, and then sucked them dry. Like, I want to see that aspect of the hidden one. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that especially because they're still going to do the Monster of the Week storyline. Mm-hmm. Right. They need to make those connect more to Pandora and the hidden one, <clears throat> because otherwise, like, okay, they, they're drawing them all here. But we're not really feeling that... As an yeah, effect. that was the other thing, too. Like, I was it, so let down because I was expecting Monster Fest, like... 2016 and it did not happen yeah um and i think we still will get it but this should be like the gargoyle from this episode should have tied directly into that um for anybody that's watching grim right now i'll try no spoilers for that but they are they haven't like an organization that is trying to do like like, trying to do this without spoiling anything but is trying to get a, a lot of things done and the Monster of the Week storylines from that show are all like revealed as like this slow tie-in to what this organization is doing in a, in a little way that like I'm sh- that like by the end of the season it's building towards them all being interconnected towards like this the main plot line and that's the problem is that right now the gargoyles thing other than how it like served the characters mm-hmm. didn't tie into the backstory right um and when it does that if it did that directly to pandora and to the hidden one then they would feel threatening because they're throwing all these things at them like pandora right. at the beginning of the season when all yes. those weekly things were tying towards her master plan. Right. That was a good way to utilize the episodic nature of this show. Right. I don't like the idea that bringing in the hidden one just means that, like, now our bad guys are sitting around and having tea and talking about jewelry. Super Bowl parties. What did you guys think of Pandora's sacrifice for the hidden one? I think they're just really on the nose seeing the sow, sowing the seeds of her betraying him later on. I hope that happens because right now all it is is a is a really bad like metaphor for a beaten wife where she's like, 
oh, oh, like, you're here, I'll, I'll cater to you, and I'll give you whatever you need. And I'm like, ugh, this is disgusting. She was so powerful when we met her, and yeah. so scary. Like, we were like, Pandora's She really has threatening. Eden wife syndrome, it's terrible. Yeah, she literally, I mean, like, yes, he gave her her power years and years ago. Right. But for her to, like, give up her power seemingly forever so that he could have his, like... So I was thinking about this. Plotty does not have any good ideas. (laughs) There's two sides to this. Um, If you look at it from a current standing time of women's rights and what women's social status in the community and in relationships and such... When we see this, it's like, oh my god, why is she still with him? And why does she even care? But if you were really to go back in time to the time where their relationship was founded and where her and him have developed these bonds and been locked away for a while or whatever it is, you know, it was completely different. Women were subservient to men back then. Not completely. I mean, the the, the Greeks and the Romans actually had a little bit more of a... More of a uh, System that gave women a little bit more power, especially in the household. But back then it was definitely, this is what your husband is telling you, you do it. Or they kill you. So, to, to look at it in modern times, yes. How do you explain cultures, though, ancient cultures, where where women did have power, like Egyptian culture, or or some of the Greek and Roman goddesses were very powerful. So, I, I mean... I don't disagree, but you're looking at a guy who is literally a god. So on what power structure would she have power comparable to him if he is the one who is the god of the time who grants her that power? And that's and I and I, I see your point that like in their time maybe that would have been the dynamic, but this is st- like as but they're not addressing that in any way yeah. where she's like learning anything like from seeing how Abby and Ichabod interact. Like if she was if, if she was acknowledging that discrepancy in their relationship as compared to others, then I could buy that as a, a useful way to tell a story. But when they don't acknowledge it in any way, it just comes off as repeating that stereotype and make it it, it, it sends the wrong message because it just seems like that's how these two should behave. But this is how powerful people behave. Let me counter that argument with the fact is the Hidden One is acting on his relationship with her from those times. She's lived through the earth and everything with suffrages and everything. So she's witnessing women's change and women empowerment and things like that. So now in her in her mind, she's probably getting – she doesn't remember what it was like, I'm sure. So now he's acting like it was before and she's realizing that what she had before probably wasn't that great. No, so, but that's the thing. I don't see that at all. You don't see she, that in her at all. No, I, I all I see from her is subservience. Like it's the instant he came back, everything was about him. She was this powerful villain that we were like genuinely afraid of. And then as soon as he came into the picture, she was, "Oh, I, everything I do is to serve you, my love. Take my power for yourself if that's what you need." Everything became about him instead of about her. But you notice when she says, take my power, what you need to accomplish this task, she's not saying, take all my power. And I feel like he took all she her power. She turned, like, old and blind. Yeah, I really think that she was not expecting him to be so cruel as to take all of his power back. And I think this might be the turning point. It, 
it, you know, it's weird though because the pacing is a little bit interesting here. If that was the turning point too, I keep forgetting that this is the tenth episode and not the second episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we're Just... back from break. So realistically, as this being the tenth episode, this could be the turning point where you see some so's see where you see those sprouts of rebellion growing within her in the next episode or so. I'm surprised we got Abby back already, which we're going to talk about because. One of the biggest news articles out there before the season came back was it's not going to be that hard, not e- that easy to get Abby back. Second episode, we're back. I She's mean, already back. Ichabod's fine. We got the whole team back together. I mean, look, I'm glad they got her back quickly because, like, again, we know she's coming back. Don't string it along because it's just – it wastes our time and it yeah. wastes the show's time. Well, plus, it's like you, if you have her stuck for longer than, like, she was there for almost a year, right? If you have her stuck in this, like, limbo for almost a year, then you're going to have to also deal with when she gets – well, first deal with the boredom of viewers – watching someone talk to themselves and play chess for a very long time and then deal with um, the fact that she she is like the stand-in for us so she wouldn't be moving the plot forward there either and then you have the added problem of um, dealing with psychological ramifications. If you bring this person back, who's, who would if you have them sitting there for too long, she's going to be crazy when you bring her back at that point. I know, but to be perfectly honest, if you're going to take the time which I'm assuming took months to map out the entire place. One of the biggest mystery spots would probably be that giant freaking well that you saw right when you popped out in this place. So wouldn't that be one of your priorities to investigate? Like, she seemed to be like, oh, let's go down this well. I'm back, guys. What's up? Like, she didn't have to walk from, like, the tree that she came out of. She literally was back. Like that. I think, though, this is this is coming from someone who has spent the last couple of days doing a lot of crossword puzzles Sometimes you're looking at a crossword puzzle and you're like, I cannot get these. And you just put it down and you step away and you say, I can't get those. I just can't do it. And then when you come back fresh, maybe even after having a conversation with somebody else, you're like, oh, that sparked a thought in my brain that now connects these things and I can do that. So I I actually see that with Ichabod. What happened was Ichabod made a suggestion that it was Betsy Ross's sword. So... In your head, you wouldn't necessarily think, I should jump down a well. That's not a very, like, logical thought. But when you know that someone else has been there before you, then you know, okay, well, they've gotten out. How hey, do I get out? Yeah. we do the strain together, and I cursed, <laughs> or no, uh, 8230385 found a well, and the first thing he does is climb down the well. Within five minutes of looking for the people he's looking for, he's he climbs a down a well. A two three eight three eight five. Satrakian. Oh, I thought you were talking about. No, sorry. Sorry, other well, show talk. Okay, but so. I just think it's like the big hole in the ground that is man-made. Obviously, like seems like a pretty big. Here, well, here's the thing. I'll bet you, as she mapped out the the landscape, up there are a lot of different like anomalies like that in different places. But until like she like the thing with the sword. She had no way of getting down into that well. So she probably just saw it as, like, there's a well. I have no way to access whatever's in the bottom of it. So, like, I was, I mean, she wasn't wandering the hellscape for very long on screen for budgetary reasons. But, like, I wanted to... Great name for an album, by the way. (laughs) Budgetary reasons. No, wandering the hellscape. Yeah, yeah. Um... I wanted. To, I would have loved to see her exploring more because there were obviously points of interest. She found a lot of them. This was just one of the things on this hill, and then they, so it's a well outside of a castle. 
that doesn't necessarily translate to portal back to my dimension. I mean, for um, me it does. Until, until the Betsy... Steven just, whenever he is lost, he's like, there's a well over there, I shall jump down it, and it will take me <laughs> Guys, you've never, have you never heard the saying, where there's a well, there's a way? <laughs> we don't even have a jar anymore, but jar. Jar. Um, if you guys are watching, please hit that thumbs up. You know, we got 42 people in the chat, so we expect 42 thumbs ups. Yeah, right I'm going to hit it right now. I, I do think I speak for a lot of the fans when I say I like the realism of having Abby have her natural hair. That was nice. I, that I was appreciated nice that. De- I did appreciate that detail. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Betsy Ross's sword for a second. Real quick before you say that. Um, Anyone else get, like, a cool Elder Scrolls Oblivion feel from this place? Like, she entered Oblivion with the symbols huh. and, like, the, the dark, the fire, the sun's always out and everything. I see. I didn't, I didn't think of that, I but I see where it, you're... It gave me hope for an Elder Scrolls show. Sorry. All right. So, you were saying, Betsy Ross, her sword, why is it there? Yeah. I mean, so this, this is, like... So, it, basically, what that implies is that Betsy Ross has been in this hellscape. Right. Um, whether she's like was there and died there, seem, I mean, it seems sort of unlikely, because what, like, what would be the point? Because no, she I got think, out through the well? No, I think that... Um, is this how we get she, Betsy Ross into the modern day? Two things. No, we already know from the, um, from the showrunners that we are not getting Betsy Ross in the modern day. Oh, it God. has been confirmed. Oh, it God. has been confirmed. I also, think. you I saw that Becky. Abby's hair grew, so... I assume that 200 years in that place would probably be about 2,000 years in the real yeah, world. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, she, she didn't have to eat or drink or sleep while she was there, so any rules could apply. I do think, though, that, I mean, I forget which, I don't I don't know if it was Abby herself that mentioned it, because we know that Betsy Ross, it's recorded, a historical fact, that Betsy Ross died in x year in x way so we already know that she got back to the modern world we already well, know that she died in x year in x way she I, was an x you mean like in history in history no yeah, yeah i yeah. mean she historically had, speaking you could look in a record and see betsy ross died here at this point yeah time. but our history books also skipped over the jefferson hologram thing so there's some holes that was a good in line. american history books that was a good line yeah the show. I, I i appreciate the yeah next you're that? gonna tell me jefferson was a hologram yeah the jeff just remind us of the episode where they destroyed all of the knowledge they could ever need that as witnesses so for no reason. Right, we're not going to start on that because, like, honestly, you don't like. We don't need to have another rant. Like, we did that. You can go back and listen to that podcast for that rant. Oh my god. Um, but so, all right. So, so maybe not Betsy Ross come back. I will say, I no longer trust showrunners these days because, like, the I, without saying this specific detail, there's one detail on Agent Carter this season where the showrunners just like, no, it's not that thing, and then we like took five seconds to look. It's like, no, it's a hundred percent that thing. Like, there's no question. Yeah, I think um, so. I mean, I think the showrunner is also sensitive to the fans' feelings, and I think. Uh, I think most of the fans would feel weird to have Betsy Ross in the modern era. It yeah. doesn't I'd rather now, have Katrina back. My my big I'd rather have an enema. <laughs> my big thing with this episode, where I start where like this storyline just went off the like it just I, ah, is okay. So we got Abby out through the well. I actually Which didn't is, have a problem with that. I wonder if you're going to mention, know. someone in the chat mentioned, then how did the hidden one, why didn't the hidden one use the well? Not even that. 
Um, I assume that had something to do with powers or like whatever. <laughs> I almost said something. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I have no idea what it was, but I feel like you should keep it to yourself. Um. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so curious. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to bring this up on the air. No. I'm sure if Steven's saying it, it's something. Color after show. Yep. Thing. Nope. Not happening. Moving forward. Um, my problem was okay. So Ichabod got his like go- like ghostly trail severed by Pandora. Right. Okay. Stakes raised. I'm yes. in. Then Abby gets back to the room. Ichabod's just passed out. On, like they can't save him. And how do they get him back? With the with the power of love. Come on, like I'm not even. This is not even has nothing to do with like whether or not I ship them. Like that is completely separate from this from my problem with that. Like you set up this super difficult thing, and then it took no effort to fix it. I do no effort. Do you not believe in a thing called love? Can Uh you just listen to the rhythm in your heart? Look, Look, man, love hurts, but it doesn't bring you back from the dead. But she was also exaggerating, too, because she cut her own thing, too, to get out of there. She took the sword, cut Ichabod's, and then it's like, she's like, okay, I'm done. Time to cut mine. Oh, Pandora. Well, then that's, but that's even worse. Then you're just like. Here is one thing, though. I do think as far as, like, stakes and plot and everything like that, it would have been a stronger story to to have to have it happen in such a way where Abby gets back and now Ichabod is stuck and they have to find him. I don't know though that they even should have done that because as fans it would have it would be irritating to like be like okay so the whole plot of all this season is just one witness trying to find the other witness. But I do like that that touch of like oh now we're super bonded because I liked that romantic moment when they got back and they had like a uber and you have to admit it it was a very uber romantic look between the two of them um not saying it's not there i'm saying i don't like it i i liked that moment (laughs) that it allowed them to have but at the same time i don't think that we needed to have the soul severing or anything yeah and that's the thing it's like when they did it i shouted like i I think i shouted at the tv like oh we better not just reverse roles right now you know what but if you're gonna do it commit to it you know what i think it was it was a it was a cop out to bring him back like that. I think what would have been smarter is when she cut the trail, then Ichabod woke up. And then it's just her telling Abby that he's lost forever. Yeah, that's yeah. where I thought they were going. Because I thought that would have like, been smarter. Because yeah. then you wouldn't have to deal with this cop out of just bringing him back like that. It would just be Ichabod's done like that. And then maybe she seals off the way for him to be able to enter there again. Yeah. Um, and he's about to do something crazy extreme to try to get back. Which, which is when Abby walks in the door. I would have to say that next episode would have been a weekend at Bernie's with Ichabod's body. That literally would be awesome. Could though. have saved the series for the next 20 seasons. <laughs> Just saying. That really would be awesome, though. Oh, my God. And Although, Abby's just doing um, his voice. That, the, the, that yep. actually brings a segue, though, into something that I found particularly irksome about this episode. And it's weird because it's like, I enjoyed this episode for the things that 
it showed promise for for the rest of the season. I I enjoy that we brought in Papa Mills and we're going to figure that out. I enjoy that there was some it could be romance going on, but what bugged me was you have these two strong characters, Joe and Jenny. You finally have them not like you finally have them actually in the in like their own huge plot line right now with the fighting of the gargoyles. And the, then you cut down their agency as characters by having them continually refer to Abby and Ichabod, which to me, a joke here or there would have been appropriate, but it got to the point where you're like, no, seriously, these are two like smart, capable people. And instead of being like, we're smart, capable people, we can figure this out. And Jenny is fully like engrossed in the like mythological world like yeah. now you know it like she's just, fully in on all of this craziness it just seemed weird for me to for them to be like hmm what would Abby and Ichabod do but it's like I you did, guys are competent people you don't need to think that way I did like them as a pair though oh, I thought I like they did a, a great job as like a second like unit basically oh yeah I like um, that it's to just, Abby and Ichabod the references to Abby and Ichabod got weird because you start to feel like they're undercutting their char- them as characters you're like these are two really strong characters wouldn't we want to say like these are their powers and I like that Agent Freckles whose name I forgot Sophie Sophie, Sophie. Um, I like that Sophie brings her own thing it's not like she her parents are archaeologists so she has this how convenient well, you know what? It's better than having her be Holly and have her be another artifact person where you're like, we already have an artifact I just person. really like artifacts. Which, Jenny mentioned at one point, she said she had, had an ex-boyfriend like that, head full of atti- heart full of attitude, head full of rocks. I'm like, Polly? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Guys, I'm back. I, I, the animosity, I really too, between... They haven't, even, they haven't even name-checked him this I season. Know. Because they want everybody to forget. Hey, they're bringing back Franklin Stein. Maybe they'll bring back Holly. Oh, my God. Franklin Stein. Franklin Stein will be amazing. Before we get to that, you know what I thought? I'm, I'm sorry that this is all speculation, and maybe it's a leaded scene if the writers were listening or not. I really would have liked, after they left um, the Mills house with her dad, if we followed him into the house, he pulled out his cell phone and called Reynolds. And he was looking at a photo of Jenny with Joe because he would it would have meant he recognized Joe and he knocked on the door. And having a little bit of them like between Reynolds and their father because mm-hmm. the father because Reynolds wants to know what's going on and he yeah. knows about Abby's past. So putting in a line with their dad might actually be kind of interesting. I think that you're right. That would have been really interesting because it would have had a new a new dynamic to the dad. Would have added Reynolds into this episode because we haven't seen him and we don't know what he's doing right now. This would have made us think, oh, he's smart. He's doing something to try to figure out what Abby and Jenny are doing, or what at least Jenny's doing because Abby's missing. And if he, it would have given him a reason to reach out to the father because their daughter's missing. I know he's not in touch with them, but he would have expended all options to try to find Abby, which means that Reynolds could have been in contact with the father when he was trying to find Abby. I would like to see some yeah. sort of connection like that because so far it seems like so far it seems like Reynolds is like is just like a fish floating in the sea, like this plot line that we can't quite get a hold he's of. He's not he's not hooked on to enough meat to really yeah, stick around for us. Yeah, he's not he's not fully like in ensconced in the plot right now, which that would be a nice that would yeah. be a nice touch. I don't know. I hope I hope they're going to bring that in. Because, you know, it could have just made it to the cutting room floor if they had brought that. 
So maybe in the next few episodes we'll find out that Reynolds and uh, Mills are talking. Yeah. The thing that bugged me, though, another thing that bugged me was Jenny's, like, random animosity towards Sophie. It it seems like... I know that we, we have established that Jenny is kind of this, like, gruff personality because she's a loner, because she's had to fight so hard, yada, 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 because she's been in the loony bin, yada, yada, yada. But... Who hasn't? No, Steve, no. Who hasn't? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but it just seems so weird to me that it's like, it's not even like she's flirting with Joe and that's why she's mad at her. She's just like mad at her and anything Sophie was saying, she was like, no, we can't do that. Man. And I'm like, where is this coming from? It's so random. Yeah. She's Jenny from the block. I, <laughs> um, one other, com- one other issue while we're talking about issues with the episode, one other, one of the other issues that I had is I thought I, when, Abby got out and like got back to Crane. Like I was, so, or when Crane came back so easily, you thought they were going to make was, out. Me too. <laughs> so weird. no, I thought like the one thing that I thought would have forgiven that, and I thought this where they were going is that it was crafted by Pandora, like for them to get back together, like that. That would be interesting because that would have been like because yeah. that's the thing is like, I want these villains to feel like they're scary, like yes, they're a real threat. They do not so like, feel scary. Right if now. they were pulling the strings, like yeah. right now it feels like they're helpless. Yes. But if they were pulling the strings on our guys, even when it looked like they were winning, I'm that sorry, would be just awesome. You can build castles in the sky doesn't mean that you're a scary villain. Well, here's a here's a thought. What if the signal was signaling all these members of darkness, all these demons, to come take the head of the hidden one? What do you mean? I mean, what if the signal to bring them to the Hidden One is actually their only reason they're heading to Sleepy Hollow is because they want to kill the Hidden One and take his power. So, inadvertently, the witnesses are helping him. That hmm. would be interesting. Because if, if each one that dies gives him power or something like that. like if That we, would be cool. If we find that every time they kill one of the demons, the Hidden One goes to its body afterwards. Like, every episode ends with the Hidden One stealing the power out of the bodies. I gotta say, really terrible way... To potentially die, even as a creature, being covered in cement and Jimmy hoffa like that's like that's messed up. Yeah, I mean, what it's, do you guys what do you guys clever. think of the gargoyles as a like? I thought this was a cool I monster. It. I liked it. I, I mean, one of the strongest aspects of the show, aside from aside from having strong characters, is having um, having these great creature designs. Yeah, and the, so I think yeah. the first thing I wrote when I saw the gargoyles is I was like, cool, creature design. Yeah, they were, they were great design, looked great. I would have liked to see the wings move a yeah. little more because they were pretty much solid. Yeah. Um, which I, I get their stone and everything. But like while the rest of the bodies moving, I would have liked to see them like flapping the wings. Were they gargoyles? More. I thought they said they were gargoyles. They're gargoyles. Gargoyles. I do like, though, that Joe Watch the cartoon, Stephen. They're gargoyles. I I like that Joe had this random, like, simple explanation. Oh, they were taking one of them down for renovation. And everybody's like, no, no, these are evil gargoyles. Come back for them. I was like, but what if? What if it was just that they had taken down that gargoyle for renovation? (laughs) It was, like, a completely different creature. I I would love to see them, like, investigate... It that way. I mean, we got yeah. it a little bit last week when, like, he was just wrong. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna go in through the mirror and grab it, and then it's a yes. demon yeah. instead. I really wish they'd make, like, a cameo and just randomly... They're dealing with the gargoyles, they're fighting, and David Tennant walks in and, like, examines it with a sonic screwdriver. It's like, oh, nope, not what I thought it was, and then leaves. 
Like, he just pops in. Way better crossover. Better than yeah. Bones. Yeah. Better than Bones. Yep. Uh, Hashtag better than Bones. Gargouise. People yeah. are saying it's G-A-R-G-U-E-E-S. Gargouise. I'm not saying that. Let's talk Someone about... Someone that the cement dried pretty quickly, and I thought that too. Doesn't cement take like a day or something to Not dry? a day, but not instant either. Well, maybe the Gargouise was a catalyst for fast drying cement, okay? <laughs> there is such a thing as quick drying cement. I will, give, I will say that. Quick drying cement does exist. Let me say that Abby destroying the eye was a good thing. Because we didn't talk about her destroying the eye. Oh, that was yeah. her yeah, like, yeah. This is what we call a sacrifice. <laughs> Bang! Got the mic Drop right the on mic. the eye. No, I really like. I really liked that move. Like, I like it was that great. Too. I liked. I mean, like chess analogies are uh, like a little overused, but I liked it here anyway. I would have like put um, it in my eye and like, like to mess with Pandora before I broke it. But yeah. But I like. I mean, I liked that. As a character, we know that she's always willing to stand up for what's right, and we need to continually reinforce that, that she's not going to be sucked in by any sort of deviation from that. And so even when it seemed like all was lost and Ichabod was severed from his body or whatever, she still did the right thing. Yeah. yeah My like, only thing is well, she smashed the eye. Um, of the tiger. <laughs> But doesn't it stand to reason that the the shards of it would still have a lot of power in it? I would think so. It, Jack, it's just a prop. You do know that, right? <laughs> it's just a glass prop. But like Pandora, if she came back into the realm through whatever means, and like actually might have been sugar, the and pe- used the crazy glue and put it all back together. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, they, well, they're they're getting power just with like. A piece of the box, like That's true. Piece of the eye. That's what that was. I was like, I did have a note that said like, "What is hanging scroll situation?" I didn't realize that was a piece of the box. I don't think yeah. that's going to be a problem because the only reason they couldn't get the eye, and that's why they wanted Abby to bring it to them. They can't go back to that place. It seems like, hmm. so they need Abby to bring it to them. See, so she yeah. destroyed it and left the shards there. So I don't think they can get the shards without somebody being there to bring them back. That's a good point. Yeah. That's yeah. A good point. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts on the episode? Like anything that we need to cover that we didn't get into? Nope. I had something and I'm like trying to grasp at it right now because I kind of forgot it and I'm sorry. But we'll get back into it when we get to, uh, we can get back into it when we get to predictions. But for now. Someone wants to do shout outs. Oh yeah, let's do shout outs. Oh, shout, shout out to Megan Aruda, Ivan Soda, Jack Harkness, Sylvia Love, Boo69Bs, Joseph Ortiz, Irigaris, uh, Rona Rivera, and Eric everyone Olin. else in the chat, Eric Olin, always watching us live. And yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We got 51 in the chat. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Leave a comment and subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, you, you guys, like, the best way that you can help us out here at AfterBuzz is iTunes. It's a huge, I, I mean, if you're on YouTube, hit that thumbs up. We love those thumbs up. But also go on to iTunes, hit the subscribe to us, to AfterBuzz. Follow us on Twitter, at AfterBuzzTV. Um, all these ways are a huge way to help support the network and the show. It helps keep this show going, helps keep the lights on, and helps other people, other fans of Sleepy Hollow, find the show. And so if you're enjoying us, we want other people to enjoy us. And when you do, you get a shout-out on the show. Um, I don't think we have any new reviews this week. I know Lana Vase gave us one last week, but it disappeared off iTunes. Ah, But still, shout out to Lana Vase. I want to see new reviews. So, you guys, I'm tasking you with this. I want to see some new reviews by next week. It just popped up. Hello, it's me. Abby was calling from the other side. (laughs) Thanks, Adele. 
Um, I really wish the writers never made Pandora's and the gods' relationship so domestic yes. abusey. I enjoyed <laughs> them being sanctimonious in love. Now they are an unhealthy romance. Yep. Well, whenever you bring Busey into something, that's Ooh. what you get. <laughs> hey, um, I remember what I was going to say. It was the fact that it makes Abby such a stronger character that she knows that she's smart enough to destroy it now instead of waiting. It's just yeah. like it's like alcoholism. It's like addiction. You can't keep the temptation in front of you. You can't say, I'm strong enough to know that no matter what I do, I will never touch that bottle. You have to just eliminate all possibility of you touching the bottle. Yeah. I liked it. I really did. Um, and while we're doing shout-outs, um, Ivan Soto's been asking in the chat roll most of the episode if, if this reminded me of the Gemma episode uh, of Sleep of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this, this year, where mm-hmm. she went to another planet. Um, I see the... I, I didn't think of the comparison while I was watching. I see why it would remind yeah, me of I that. Yeah, I remember that episode. Um, I, you don't want to compare yourself, because that was like a, such a phenomenal episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and this was like... It had aspects of it in that it was like a, a lone character on like get gets lost in another plane of I some mean, kind. My thing with this scene is like, yes, the acting is really good. It's really good acting, but how long can you have a character stuck by themselves in like a desolate, desolate place? It, after a while, you're like, okay, I'm gonna go crazy watching this person go crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I mean, I I see where I see that it it, it is similar. Um, Shields was better. Um, uh, not not that this was bad. Not that it was a bad storyline. It's just it's a different take. So, Mark, can we queue up the Downtown Abbey oh, theme song? There, because I think it's time for another trip to Sleepington Abbey. Sleepington Abbey. In this week, this week on Sleepington Abbey, Pandora is abused by the Hidden One. God, we're going with this. It's real. Con- it's a very controversial episode. Also, Jenny and Joe go to visit Jenny and Abby's father. With most scandalous results. They steal um, an artifact that was most scandalous. Most scandalous! I talked to Bandor about her bleeding eye. She said she fell on a doorknob. I don't believe her. I heard that Mr. Crane, Mr. Ichabod Crane, was traveling in astral form to another dimension and then making romantic eyes at Miss. <laughs> Miss Abby Mills. <gasps> Most, 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 scandalous. most scandalous, indeed. I saw Abby Mills climbing down a well. She should, she should have used a better harness when she climbed down. Not, I don't know. not just a sword, a sword that was a for, of that belonged to a former lover of her supposed upcoming lover. lover. On the neighborhood watch, they saw Jenny Mills wandering the neighborhoods, climbing into houses and stealing lighters. Most Most scandalous. scandalous. Most scandalous indeed. That's all I got. And that has been Sleepington Abbey. Okay, um, let's, um... I hate myself for that. Let's, uh, let's move into some predictions before we get out of here. TV predictions. Alright, guys. Um, I missed the next week on. I'm sorry. Franklin Stein. Uh, it is all Franklin Stein. That's amazing. Did it, you guys not it, see it? I didn't. I, didn't. No, it's, I, it's I can't tell if you're punking me. No, it's literally like the kindred is back. They say, okay, the kindred is back. And Sophie's like, wait, you're telling me that you created a monster to fight a monster and then just let it go free? And they're like, well, it wasn't a bad guy at the time, but apparently now it's turning evil <gasps> no! and it's turning human. 
It's turning evil and it's turning human. So people in the chat are like, is it going to have the face of Abraham? That would be awesome. I think oh this is going to be like a Civil War kind of thing where Sophie wants to take it down and Ichabod Abbey want to save Frankenstein and bring it oh. back to good. Hey, yo, Bucky, suck my Bucky. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for Frankenstein. I am, too. I am, too. <laughs> Get I good. Do, I do want to see like a Civil War thing where it's like one team wants it to be him back on Team Good and one team wants to destroy it. Yeah, I think that Franklin Stein is a beast, and he's going to be awesome. Do you think that it becomes us, like, trying to bring him around to, like, the good side again? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I want that. I think, I'm trying to remember, whose body was it? Oh, I forgot. Um, But I will say that the Headless Horseman's head is back in play. So, yeah. if anything was going to attract the Headless Horseman that was released by the book exploding, Please. it would be the head, and at the end, if they take down Franklin Stein, they finally kill him at the last moment by decapitating him, and then the Headless Horseman pops up and picks up the head and puts it on. Yeah, Game changer, show back, yes. I'd be in. I'd be Preach, all in. All in on that. Headless Horseman back, gets his head on. You know, you gotta have a good head on your shoulders. And you know what? That's all the time we have today. Yeah, that's going to do it. I mean, that well, you can't top that because there's what I want. That's what I want headless. so badly. Sleepy headless. Hollow. You can't have Sleepy Hollow without the Headless Horseman. All right. On that note, Stephen Lemieux. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Stephen Lemieux. And also go check out my other network, the Popcorn Talk Network, where you can get all your movie discussion needs at the Popcorn Talk on Twitter and YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network. And you can check out Matt Lieberman's YouTube channel at YouTube.com. just <laughs> I don't know. I thought I just like felt like I was promoting so much that it like recanted recanted the time when Matt spent three minutes promoting himself. I mean, do it because I'm going to be producing some stuff and we're launching some new stuff this week oh, on you Matt's are? channel. That's great. But what's the channel? It's Matt Lieberman. Okay, there you go. This is Matthew, not after Matthew TV for Lieberman. Matt Lieberman. You can find me on my website one two three jackbeat.com. <laughs> um. And, and you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube as well for my own stuff. That Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. Whole bunch of shows here at Afterbuzz, including Grim. And this week we're coming back with Better Call Saul. Woo! Oh, you better be there, uh, guys. Until next week, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks, thanks for, for geeking, geeking out, out with us. us. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good Good night, sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 